Hello and welcome to the DJ Force 10 in conversation podcast episode 180 and my very special guest on today's show is Jeff Rhodes. He is the man behind the band Them Damn Kings. They've got a brand new single out right now called Throw It Away. There's a video on YouTube. It's on all the streaming platforms, everything like that. Hit them up on the socials. They've got socials on pretty much every platform. So whatever your choice of poison is, please go hit them up. Um, if you like your sort of hard rock, rock and roll, please, uh, this band are for you. Um, but you'll hear all about that in the interview. It's a damn fun interview. So you look forward to that in a moment. I just want to do some um, shameless plugging right now. Uh, so what we're going to do, we're going to start with Total Rock. Now, Total Rock is a station that I DJ on. This show used to be on there. I've got my Crossing the Stream show on there. Um, they've bestowed on me um, the to be in charge of their Twitch channel uh, and things like TikTok and stuff like that, general streaming platforms. So what I'm asking you guys, go join the Total Rock Twitch channel. So it's twitch.tv slash total rock and then uh on that channel we hope to have uh live shows live interviews um we're gonna have some dj nights on there just like sort of like indoor club nights at home club nights and stuff like that um so we're just gonna sort of throw out a lot of content uh and if there's something you're into it's gonna cross all the sort of rock and metal genre so it's not just gonna be sort of like club favorites um stuff like that on the live streams it's, it's gonna be extreme it's gonna be black it's gonna be um sort of the lighter side the r&r sort of like rock and roll um aor sort of middle of the road <laughs> type stuff as well so it's gonna it's gonna sort of encompass the whole spectrum i'm gonna do some live nights on there i'm in the midst of recruiting people to do other nights on there uh so we're looking at that and like say so with the interviews and stuff i'm hoping to evolve this podcast into that as well so there's stuff there but please go follow us on twitch uh also follow us on tiktok if you have an account we're total rock live on there again there's going to be uh content coming on there at the moment it's just sort of adverts for shows clips of interviews stuff like that uh but we're going to add some fun content on there i'm going to start making a fool of myself i think and get some other djs and stuff at total rock to make fools of themselves on there as well so it's gonna be a lot of fun um but yeah also um away from total rock um obviously i've got my own stuff going on so i've got my dj force x channels everywhere so twitch as well um but it's dj force x on everything so please go check out my socials also rate and review these shows uh helps me get up these charts gets more notice for these independent bands like them damn kings that i've got on right now and uh, like tova and um uh chroma and gabriel and the apocalypse and all these bands i've had on recently these are all independent bands no sort of like major label backing or anything like that but these platforms i use for that um my next podcast is someone huge so that helps with sort of like balancing that sort of stuff out but my next podcast is gonna be my final one of the year and it's gonna be the legendary Susie quattro yes the Susie quattro I can't believe it. I couldn't believe it when I got offered it. I'm like, oh my fucking God. Um, <laughs> but I got some time with her. We talked about a new Christmas single, that kind of stuff. You'll find out that next week. Um, but yeah, um, this this interview was a lot of fun. So please, just as an example, go check out these bands. Go check out this single now. Stop this podcast. Go find it on your streaming platform of choice. YouTube, Spotify, um, Apple Music, uh, Pandora, whatever you, you listen to across the world. And let me know what you think hit me back just say hey cool checked out the band loved it you know that sort of stuff i'd love to get that kind of feedback i occasionally get it and i'd love to get more of it just so i can like showcase more and more of these bands on here and really sort of make it a worthwhile kind of like push for them and i mean i enjoy doing this anyway so but i just want to give like extra push for these guys so 
please do that rate roof subscribe all that kind of shit and i'm not gonna sort of beg and like do any kind of like more kind of like pleasing and, and begging uh, <laughs> but i'm gonna give you over to jeff from them damn kings in conversation with me enjoy I'd like to welcome to my show today, I have Jeff Rhodes, he is from the band Them Damn Kings. Welcome, Jeff. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great today. Doing great. Excellent. Excellent. That's good to hear. That is good to hear. (laughs) Yeah, I'm surprised given the times, you know. Well, there is that. Yes, there is that. Not to sort of, you know, point out the elephant in the room. But yeah, no, there is is that, obviously. But um, yeah, I mean, we're here today to talk about your band, Them Damn Kings, um, and your current single uh, called Throw It Away. Uh, which yes, is, sir. Which is out now. For anyone that wants to go listen to it, go do that now. Uh, <laughs> and then come back yeah, to us. Please listen to it, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, head over to iTunes there, download it, because uh, nobody's working right now. Yes. We need every little bit of beer money we can get. <laughs> yes, stick it in a playlist on repeat, hit play, and just let, let, it, let it stream. There you go. <laughs> That's the trick. <laughs> Don't even have to listen. <laughs> exactly, you just let it play. It doesn't matter. Just uses up your bandwidth. It's fine there you go <laughs> um, um so yeah what i want to do first is because because i've i've only literally just discovered you guys not long ago um thanks for your your wonderful pr people um awesome man yeah, um, i'm very very happy with uh with with those guys yes no, tom is are, excellent man yes tom is excellent he is very good he's he is he's i've worked with him for a long while now and he's uh always given me quality so it's always good uh, well, he screwed up on this one, then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let him. I'll let him know. I'll let him know. It's, it's 2020. He'll understand. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you got to take the scrappings, right? <laughs> totally, totally. At this point, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, but what I wanted to do is get get your kind of like origin story, if you will. So you know where the band came from, because I know you had an EP out um, about four years ago. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I kind of put the, uh, I, it, I started doing all this when I was about 16, but I left school mm-hmm. and, uh, I started playing in a couple bands around the New York, New Jersey area. And then, uh, <clears throat> you know, um, somehow one thing led to another and I ended up started doing, uh, you know, audio in the live touring situation ran my own company for a while in, oh, cool. uh, in the Jersey area. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that was, that was great times too. It was, uh, you know, I, I like all of it. I like the fact that, you know, I've kind of had experience in, you know, a, a lot of different aspects of this, uh, this industry. And, you know, as much as I love playing, uh, you know, and writing music, you know, I'd say definitely an equal second is, uh, you know, was being able to, uh, you know, run my own company, be out there doing, you know, shows for great artists too, man. And, you know, I, growing up too, it was always like, you know, I wanted to get a, how do you get into the business? Yeah. Well, you got to get experience kid, you know? So, <laughs> you know, it was really cool when I started doing the audio and lighting company because you know anybody that wanted a job anybody that wanted to start doing this you know just hey come and work for me it's a non-stop party anyway so <laughs> you know it was great a lot of those uh, a lot of those guys went off to have really good uh pretty good careers in uh in, in this uh in this gig and a lot of couple a couple of the guys that worked for me ended up uh you know being over at uh claire brothers here in the states and uh you know working with some amazing artists so you know that was pretty cool but uh 
I was out on tour with uh, Lacuna Coil doing their audio, and we had this band with us called King, uh, and that was K-Y-N-G. Those guys were – they are amazing, and great friends of mine too. But, you know, I never heard of them, and I don't really – I know I hate to admit this, but, you know, when you're out on tour, there's so much going on from yeah. the day to day. You know, uh, you don't really have a lot of time to, you know, check out some of the local supports or even the, the you know, supporting bands on the tour you're even on. You know, it's like, hey, man, I got to go. This is my only shot dinner, so I got to run. But these guys, I, I was sitting in the drums the first day of the tour and I heard these guys and immediately I just I went running up the stairs from the, the backstage room and every single night I would watch these guys play. They were just pure straight up rock and roll. And that's to me, it's something that just hasn't been heard in a while. So uh, a long story short here, <laughs> one day we were just kind of, you know, about four years ago, we were hanging out backstage and, you know, I'd kind of be front of these guys and they were just sitting around the room jamming an extra guitar asked me to jam with them and that was it just uh, the the brain went right back to like what the hell am i doing with my life i need to get back into into this and uh you know after that tour i went home and uh i locked myself in the uh, studio for a couple weeks and came up with the ep and uh here we are nice nice and this uh new new track you've got throughout away um do you want to give us a little bit of a lowdown on that one I mean, it's, you know, I, it's, it's rock and roll. Man. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, you know, it, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't my first choice for the single, but, uh, it now that with the way this, uh, this year has been going, it all makes kind of more sense now. And, you know, with this song, it was, it, it was the first song written for the album, which, uh, is called, uh, the album's called rise up. And obviously we have put, uh, you know, put that aside this year, but it will be out, um, April or may of next year. I'm still, I'll have a date in the next couple of weeks yeah. for that but uh you know so this was the first it was the the first, the music was written for the song like it was the first one that was done and that kind of inspired doing the whole record and i brought that over to my manager and he was like yeah i mean let's let's get on this and then it just died out i mean the, the, the music was written in about five minutes and then the song just kind of died out it i couldn't think of anything matter what i did for lyrics and uh so, you know, we, we, Ryan came out here, uh, you know, ex Lacuna Coil drummer, and we, um, we sat down, we, we, you know, we made the record, we wrote a couple songs together, and, uh, you know, it, just as it was going out to mastering, you know, my manager hits me up, he's like, hey, where was that song Throw It Away that you were working on? I was like, I can't think anything for it. And, uh, <laughs> You know, sat down in the pub, had a couple, had a couple drinks, and uh, next thing you know, the lyrics just instantaneously came out. And uh, you know, I've got a, got a pub in the house here, and lucky enough, a recording studio. So you know, in the midst of uh, piling down half a bottle of whiskey, and I just <laughs> ran right upstairs, hit the record button. So you know, the actual lyrics and the takes that you hear vocalize on the song or it's jack daniels and all mostly <laughs> one take and uh yeah, yeah about 24 hours before everything was going out to the mastering that's how that song just kind of it ended up on there and it's uh you know also the first one to be uh uh to be released off the uh off the album nice nice no that's pure rock and roll that is right there Oh, that's, that's, that, that's like you know that is the sort of like thing of legend you know <laughs> uh, there's, there's always lots of booze involved here <laughs>
I'd, I'd be interested to, to know what it's going to be like one day to make it a, a record sober, but uh, it didn't work so great for the Beatles, so I'll stick with my wife. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, that, yeah, it didn't work so well for the Beatles and a few other bands I mean, as well. But, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you have to get to that point, you have to get it out of your system, you know what I mean? So, it's... Well, yeah. I'm going for the pickling myself like Keith Richards. Oh, okay, so, you know. yes. That is a I true mean... and tried method that is working for him. So It's working well for him ozzy did all right with it you yeah, know yeah. so <laughs> we'll see we'll i, I see. don't think i'm gonna be that lucky but no, we'll see you know. <laughs> um, just to take you back a bit just because you like mentioned like the sound and light side of things because there's something i used to do um back oh, when, right on like when i was when i was a young when i was well a lot younger actually and um <laughs> it's <laughs> don't uh, remind us no it's alright um, I got into um, like my first like job was a assistant live um, sound and light technician uh, for like a, a lo- well I'll say a local venue it was a venue it had multiple rooms it housed like theatre events various musical events you know things like that so I kind of learned a lot of stuff on the fly um, but no I, that was something I kind of like looked to get into at one point um just sort of like i never got like round obviously round to it i i ended up joining a band so <laughs> and being, so you you want the you want the better route <laughs> i guess so but like having that kind of like front and sort of backstage experience of like you know obviously setting these things up taking them down but also performing um did you ever give the like whenever you're in a band did you ever give the sound guy a hard time or a lighting guy a hard time just out just for you know just for shits and giggles uh, no, no you know i never i mean you know the one beauty part is you know being on that aspect of it i know when uh you know there's a problem with the sound and the sound guy's telling me oh it's because of the green light that the lighting guy you know i know it's bull bs you know so <laughs> but no i'd never after uh after many many years of uh verbal uh abuse as a sound guy <laughs> i've decided that uh you know it's probably not the best uh you know option in the world to give uh, my sound guy uh you know crap <laughs> no no because i can't but, make uh, you sound worse so it's like <laughs> I mean, you know, we, we all have a lot of fun, you know, there was yeah. uh, sometimes with some of the smaller venues, you know, you got to end up, uh, running monitors from front of house, you know, and I had, I had pissed them off one day. Uh, I think I ended up stealing, uh, what was left all the, all the booze and there was none for to bring the front of house that day. So it was pretty upset. <laughs> so, uh, he, you know, he replaced, uh, uh, he replaced every time I'd hit an E chord, he replaced it with a rubber ducky sound in my ears. So he's just standing out there with this rubber ducky shooting down the talk back <laughs> mic, you know. So I've uh, I've learned to uh, you know the whatever booze the first you know the crew that's for the crew, man. Yeah. I'm never touching that again. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, you know, don't eat my lunch, man. You know, <laughs> no, 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 no. They will, they will have you. Um, <laughs> but it's yeah, yeah. it's a. Uh... <laughs> but no, like I said, I was I used to do uh, that sort of side of things, and I ended up doing like uh, nightclub lighting and things like that. And but I never, I never got on the sort of like touring side of it because, um, like I said, I ended up joining a band as a musician and and doing that side of it for 
the thing um but do you have any sort of like is is your is your company obviously it has, probably hasn't been active over the last year but do you still have that company or is it um no that's kind of uh, you know this is it's weird how it all really i never intended to really ever start you know a business it just my same kind of thing mm. you know i was playing a club back in jersey and a uh, a friend of mine was selling off uh selling off his gear but it came with the contract with the club. So it was cool. Like every, you know, couple nights a week, I'd get to go in there and, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, mix the bands. And, but, you know, I, so I basically essentially just kind of, I, I learned the hard way, you know, nobody yeah. taught me how to do audio or anything like that. I just started doing it. And then, uh, you know, I, I, one thing led to another and I've got this stuff and, you know, a local band came, come through and they're like, Oh, Hey, you know, we're doing a wedding. Can, you know, what's it going to cost for you to come out and with this PA and do this? I was like, wait a minute, man, I can, <laughs> I can do that. I can make money with this. And then, <laughs> so, you know, one thing led to another and then, you know, you, you're buying more audio gear and more lighting gear. And then one yep. thing leads to another and I got a warehouse, you know, full of chock full of stuff. And then when I got into, you know, kind of housing, uh, European artists, uh, backline over here. And, uh, it, it just kind of unfolded that way. So I never really meant for it to happen. And then, uh, you know, I ended up moving out of New Jersey. I'm down in uh, Savannah, Georgia now. So all the gear, the truckloads of gear are with me, but, uh, you know, it's, I'm just not active with it down here every now and again, if I get a, you know, I get a call for, uh, you know, send some lighting out or, uh, you know, some in-ears or a console out on, yeah. uh, on a tour. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that, especially nowadays uh, in this, uh, you know, the day of, uh, you know, the Chinese market here where, you know, uh, I've got a bunch of old lighting, you know, it's all a bunch of Max 700s and those things. I think I paid like 15 grand a piece for them back in a day. And but now you can you can get something super comparable out of China for a couple hundred dollars. So, yeah. you know, for the, for the 25, 24 lights that I own, you could buy 2,400 of them for the same <laughs> price. And who, who cares if half of them are broken, you know, but you know, and nobody wants to pay the prices anymore. That's the yeah. biggest problem. The gear is just not worth the price point. You know, I mean, luckily it's all paid for itself over the years, but so now I've just decided to, uh, hey, now we've got a heck of a uh, lighting rig and staging rig and audio rig that my band can now take out. Yeah. So I was going to say, you've got, you know, you got pre, pre-packed like production right there, haven't you? So uh, We've definitely got the production. Now it's just a matter <laughs> of when can we go out and play again, yes. you know? Yeah, no, that, that is the thing. And that's, I mean, I've, I've been fortunate enough to interview quite a few sort of artists like yourselves over this time and and everyone's gagging to sort of get out and some of them have managed it in like small done like the sort of like uh um socially distant shows or the drive-in shows and things like that um but i was just like um yeah i'd, I'd love to see you're over in the states so i don't know how open or closed you are at the moment i used to live over there uh, it's but i was just like closed <laughs> it's closed okay. yeah I'm I'm with you on that one, you know. I mean, I I'm definitely in America, and I you know I hope that the uh, you know the government, but it doesn't hear this. But you know, I I I could definitely I I could definitely leave here. Yeah, you know? <laughs> take it or leave it. Uh, you know, I'm a uh, not that I hate America. I just you know I I I feel like uh you know I've really disliked the way it's all become uh you know since I was a kid. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I mean, I was only there for like five years, but because as you can tell by my accent, I am actually from England. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Really? uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, But no, I spent some time out there and it's, I mean, you know, I I enjoyed it for the time that I had out there and and we came back like, you know, family, all my family here, all my wife's family here. So we just sort of came back to to that. So, um, but no, I was just like, because I I get conflicting reports online of, of like being it partially open partially closed you know here we've we're just about to come out of a, a second lockdown um as of tomorrow we get to oh nice open up you get again to, <laughs> that's back to the pubs that's yeah, that, that, is, uh, that is what a lot of people are doing yes so, <laughs> it's it's things are starting to starting to shut down again here yeah. you know i just call it wait i think uh, it's like washington idaho uh not idaho uh oregon yeah i think california is going back into uh into a shut i expect it all to kind of kind of go back into a lockdown uh, uh relatively soon yeah and uh i mean look it, it, people are strange over here nobody wants to really uh uh, you know, uh, we just we love complaining in this country. You know, <laughs> if, if uh, you know it, it, you're told not to do something, then you're going to do the opposite. Yes. You know, and yeah. it's it's bizarre to me, uh, uh, especially here, you know, where I'm at, where, you know, uh, all of these stores, you know, it's like, hey, you're not supposed to enter. You're uh, you're not supposed to enter without wearing a mask. Well, man, nobody cares. Nobody cares at all. <laughs> and they wonder why there's. You know everything's re-spiking and going yeah. crazy. You know nobody, nobody cares. If you told them not to wear a mask, then everybody wear a mask. You know, yeah, <laughs> we've, no, we've just got to be confrontational here. Yeah, yeah, no, that's exactly it. It's it's the same here to a certain degree. Um, so I think it's the same a lot, a lot in a few countries. But there was a lot of like well, there's a yeah. lot of backlash here from you know there's like the people they call them anti-maskers, but you know the people who are against these regulations. There are people that are for it. Um, I work in a retail sort of facing company, um, if you will, and and it's mandatory for me to wear masks, if, like whenever I'm in the like store. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's supposed to be the same here, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, nope. I work for a company that's kind of like just made it mandatory across all their stores, and like you don't enter their store without a mask either. So they're they're big enough to like you know tell people what to do. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, considering they basically control the world now. Exactly, you know? exactly. So they've got you know they've got that whole thing going for them. So uh, I just work for them in the capacity yeah. of fixing these devices when they break. So. Uh, I'm one of their like technicians, so it's it's you know it's fine, but it's customer facing. Um, no, it's, it's, it's great, and they got a whole load of just dead Macs here in the studio. You know, we yes. work these things to the bone, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's I never, I was always a PC guy, and I'll tell you, I could never get a PC to run for more than three three months. Here, you know, my actually this laptop, I've had this Mac for. Guys, it's an old one, man. I think I've had this for 12 years now. I mean, you yeah. can still put a CD in the side of the thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, these things last. I mean, I was a PC technician prior to that. Like, that was my sort of, like, day job between bands. Um, but I was, like, a Microsoft certified technician and all that mm. kind of crap. And, um, yeah, I'd, I'd always use, like, PC laptops, but they never lasted very long. No, they but never lasted. Every music studio I went into, there was always a Mac. So I was like, oh cool and then i ended up obviously working for him and i bought one and i've got a 2014 mac and that's what i'm using for this right now and it's it's still working six years on so they just work exactly exactly um 
so I'm hesitant to even upgrade because it feels like a waste of money because this one's still working. So <laughs> if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Exactly, exactly <laughs> on that front. <laughs> um, so what were your, um, like, this is obviously, you know, in an ideal situation, what would be your plans if you've got anything for next year? Um, obviously the album, uh, which you're sort of like, there's obviously still a date to come for that. Um, but ideally, what would your sort of like next year kind of look like? I mean, I'm the type of person that, you know, if if I can be out there 365 days a year, I'm going to be out there 365. I don't think the rest of the guys in the band would agree with that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's just I love being out there. I love playing. You know, I love being in front of the people. I, I like seeing a reaction. I like to hang out with people. You know, I, yeah. I, I'm not very much of a social media guy. I'm more of a like, wow, I can touch you and see you in person kind of, you know, like let's drink and party, man, you know, and, <laughs> and on to the next uh, town. But, uh, you know, it's it's difficult. We, I, I really hope it comes back because, uh, you know, with the plans of releasing a record, I mean, you know, we're doing great right now with just putting out the single and I'm, I couldn't be more thrilled and more happy with, with everybody that's, you know, behind this and, you know, the opportunities that, uh, that, you know, the band and myself are getting, you know, to speak to great guys like you, man. And, you know, just people who want to keep this all going and, uh, you know, so that's great, but you, you, you know, you put out a record, you got to get out there behind it, you know? Yeah. And that's going to be really, if, if we can't go out and play for say another year, it's kind of just dead in the water, you know, it's, I mean, I'm proud of the record and I'll be proud to put it out there and I'm going to be, be happy, you know, uh, whatever we do, but you know, there's, uh, what can you do if you can't go and tour the record, you know? Yeah. No, I've seen a lot of bands try various different things over this, like both lockdowns, in fact. Um, and it, it's sort of like, it's, it, I'm not sure what's working at the moment. Obviously, you know, when something does stick, it will stick with everyone, but I've seen bands, they're selling tickets for live performances online um they've like put together a production and and they're going to stream it live obviously it's not the same as being there um but you know we can't be there <laughs> yeah. at the moment yeah um but I've, you know I've, I've you know and then there's the bands doing kind of like you know the more established bands doing retrospectives on various albums which is kind of cool um but a lot of online content and stuff like that that seems to be where people are going and i've seen like their bands they're charging you know 10 bucks a ticket or 20 bucks a ticket or depending on whatever for these online events um but i don't know if like a band in your sort of situation where you're kind of you know you're on the way up um on that front whether that would be anything that you guys could do um on that front obviously you've got the sort of like you know backline production side of things because you own that but the sort of like having a facility to maybe do performances online and stuff yeah, that's, you know, the other, the biggest part with, uh, with us is everybody, we just, we live so far away from each other, you know, okay. Ryan's out on the, you know, he's on the West coast, we're 3000 miles away from each other, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, we're just kind of scattered all over the place. So that's very, very difficult. And for some reason, I just, I cannot get down with that four box you know streaming thing like hey i'm sitting in my living room and you know my drummer's <laughs> sitting in his living room and here we are bringing it i just i don't know why i can't get down with that like i i can't stand it you know i mean <laughs> it's great for the artists who are doing it it's great for the fans and you know i'm sorry guys out there i just i don't know why i can't get with that you know it's like the most unrock and roll uncool thing i've ever seen <laughs> 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 I, I i don't know i'm sorry to say it you know i don't know why it's uh 
why it's triggering that in my head, you know, because obviously there's, you know, anything we can do to play, you know, and any, any, I, but for some reason that is just like, God, I don't know why I just don't want to have anything to do with that. Yeah. It's kind of, it's inviting, it's, it's, it's bringing that kind of, um, what's what i'm looking for it's kind of bringing that element into your private space as well so if you've got you know if you're happy to do it then fine you know you can kind of expose your living area um but a lot of people it's sort of like you know that's where they go to kind of you know get away from it or not you know not to sound harsh on that front but you know that's their sort of that's their space exactly you know and and i understand that too you know and and at least uh you know with with being able to go to social media and do these videos up there <clears throat> you know and have because that's the biggest thing with the shows you know you, you i mean the shows are fun it's great to go out and see the band but you know most of us you know that life sucks man we're not doing <laughs> what we love to do i mean this about last year like you know i, I just, i've never been home I can't remember the last time I've been home this long. It's driving me absolutely crazy. Like, I don't know what to do with myself. I literally, I've I've got a uh, kind of spin around driveway and I'll just go out there in the car and just drive around my driveway for an hour, you know, like, (laughs) hey, I did something, you know, that's not in my house, you know, and it's, uh, it's driving me crazy. So it's like, you know, we, I, I, the outlet, you know, everybody needs the outlet because, uh, you know, you listen to music to just forget about your PS yeah. day. You know, you go yeah. to see concerts. Even, even I, you know, I'll go. One of the last concerts, uh, you know, I was at. I ended up getting. Yeah, I was in the mosh pit and I got knocked so hard. You know, I, I I blacked out for a minute. But I'm like, I, I can't even tell you how much I miss that right now. You know, <laughs> like it's just you know how how happy could one person be getting punched in the face at a concert? You know, yeah. I mean it's. It's so, you know, I, that outlet's there, but at the same time, you know, I think one thing that's really just always been missing from uh, from music and rock and roll in the last, you know, 10, 15, maybe even 20 years is just, you know, there's, there's really no mystery and no danger. I mean, there's really, there's not really such thing of a, as a rock star anymore, you know? I mean, yeah. you, you got Zach Wild, you got Ozzy, you got, you know, uh, Slash, and uh, but these are guys, you know what I mean? We're talking... You know the, the the 80s, early 90s era. You know maybe maybe Disturbed kind of hit it pretty good, but you know I think even those guys are starting to do uh, a lot of like, hey, this is my little puppy dog in my house. I don't want to know that I can be hanging out with you, man. Like, I, I, the thing that got me into playing was that mystery and that illusion of yeah. like, you know, that just larger than life, and it just doesn't really exist anymore. And you know, I don't know how people think these days. You know, and it is really cool that, you know, just everybody has this kind of access to, uh, uh, you know, artist bands seeing whatever and all that, you know, but I, I part of me feels that it does kind of sort of devalue, uh, you know, our, uh, artists, I guess, in a, yeah. in a, in a aspect, you know, and that whole like vibe of just like, you know, that that you know that that drive to to you know be like that i guess you could say you know but again i don't know the thought process anymore i don't know how you know the generation reacts to uh you know what's going on out there you know so i don't know how they make the connection anymore you know i can remember every 
every song that I heard for the first time and every video I saw on MTV and I just go right back to that spot and I don't know if that happens anymore. Yeah, I was, I've been trying to figure that out for a while, to be fair, I and mean, I've got kids of my own and I'm kind of watching them um, as much as I can influence their musical tastes, which I do. And because <laughs> <It's good. laughs> that, that that that's tradition, you know, your parent it comes yeah, from your parents for the majority of the time. Um, but no, how they find new artists and stuff like that. Obviously, there's various. Obviously, they got these social media platforms that that you know I kind of use. Like you know, Facebook's an older one, but you know, sure. Instagram and all that kind of stuff, um, and and TikTok. And it seems to be like a lot of stuff from there seems to be where they because it's on a constant repetition they get this sort of like clip of a song and it's it's like earwigged constantly on that and they kind of find them they expect they go onto whatever streaming platform or youtube or whatever um and find the full song or find you know things like that and that's kind of what i've observed from watching my kids and they're 11 to 17 so well that's definitely good to hear man i didn't you know uh, for me it's it it kind of just moves too fast you yeah. know it's like if i'm watching uh you know i'll go on on youtube or something just to watch a video and it's like next thing i know like i went from watching music videos to you know how did this get in there to now all of a sudden i'm watching somebody get eaten by a shark it's yeah. like uh, <laughs> and now i've forgotten about every single music video that i just watched and that i you know i was into i'm like oh no what, what was that band man i'll never yeah. find it again it's lost forever yeah. you know no, there is there is a weird like like i don't know how that algorithm works with youtube and stuff but there is that moment where you do you blank on what you've heard because it's like mm. i don't know what it was i think with mtv we kind of had a we had that repetition with it because every they'd have like videos on rotation or you'd specifically wait and listen to or watch headbangers ball yeah or something yeah. like that you know and and you would watch that because that that was your kind of like niche that would be you know rock metal whatever like the harder stuff would be in that show and then during the day you'd get you know you get like you know the sort of like punk of the day pop punk of the day or whatever it is and the sort of like indie rock and whatnot and some of the hard rock as well depending on what yeah band, you know yeah but i think it's that kind of like because it's like in the background it's re re repeating because i used to leave mtv on all the time um, <laughs> yeah, you and me both <laughs> yeah and it would be a background thing it'd be like radio it'd be background and and that was one thing when i was living in the states that i really liked was i know it's not you know it's not progressive in any way but it, it's like the radio the rock radio where they've got rotation of songs and and it's on like daytime national radio <laughs> whereas here we don't have so many sort of dedicated rock outlets especially on like the sort of like fm frequencies and stuff like that where mainstream radio mm. sits we obviously we've got internet radio which is i work yeah. with other stations and stuff like that so you know i've got that element where i get new music sent to me and whatnot like you said, so I miss the days of hearing about when you guys would send out the barges and pirate, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was super good. I always, for some reason, I always loved that idea. I don't know why. It was just like the coolest thing, and it just made England like that more much appealing to me. Yeah. That, that was an era my mum grew up in and stuff, and, and, and she went on to one of those boats as well, she tells me. Um, oh, wow. That's pretty wild, man. Um, but I've, I've since, I've sort of like made connections in that sort of like area of the world with, with a couple of the people that had set that sort of thing up and, and had run like Radio Luxembourg and things like that, which was a ship out on, on the season, like started as pirate radio and stuff like that 
um which is really you know it's really cool and i wish there's there's i mean there is you can do that now you know without too much pushback unfortunately um but it was the pushback that gave you the the kind of like promotion for it because it was something that your parents didn't want right and that's you know that's kind of the point i'm making is like that you know it's just music isn't dangerous anymore you know like when i got my guns and roses record you know i i think the I don't know. It was appetite, but you know, Mr. Brownstone came yeah. on, and my parents were like, "Oh, what? Absolutely not!" So that just made it even more like, "Well, it's Guns and Roses T-shirts. Yeah. It's Guns and Roses. Uh, you know, this. It's posters. It's the hat. It's, it's the everything. Guns and Roses flamethrower. <laughs> you know, everything I could possibly get my hands on because my parents were like, "No, you're not listening to that." Yeah. So I mean, uh, my, my dad bought me that album, but with the caveat of like this is i i do not approve of this <laughs> and he, he, was yeah. a, he was a bloody musician he was a guitarist <laughs> he loved his like rock and blues and then later on i find like iron maiden cassette tapes in his car and stuff yeah. like that I'm like, he knew exactly what he was doing absolutely <laughs> that exactly you uh, know but uh I, and you know i think that's that's kind of the thing now too you know I, i'm not even sure i mean i'm sure there's way to regulate things i think if uh you know uh uh, you know, parenting is, it's, uh, you know, it's just, it seems to be different now too. And these kids can get their hands on just about any information or anything they want to yeah. now. So, you know, there's really just, it's lost that kind of dangerous side to it, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, totally, totally. Cause everything is available where, you know, online you can find it. It's not, it's not hidden away. It's not been banned. The artwork no. is not banned. The, the, <clears throat> the song content is not frowned upon by the central, whatever complaints company, you know, the shit like that, that kind of like, <laughs> like used to regulate everything all the time. You know, it's just, yeah. it's there for television and stuff like that, but it's not there for like music. And so there's no, there's no danger. There's no one saying, no, you cannot do this. No, you cannot, you know, and it's, it, that, it takes away that kind of like mist, like you were saying earlier, the mystical part of it as well with like some of the musicians and things like that, the rock stars, you know, you know, it's interesting. I was out on tour with, uh, uh, a band called Watain, Um, and I was doing some stuff with those guys. And, you know, one thing I really saw that was happening that I, I haven't seen in forever. And another reason why I really just absolutely love those guys, you know, is it was just a, uh, they they're they don't really do the social media thing much uh and and very rarely but these fans for some reason are so that kind of style of music i think is just still super taboo and uh you know did i we did a show at um i don't remember what venue it was in new york and it was like i think the first show to the tour and these they they sold out of merch before they even went on stage and i remember the label was coming down like bringing whatever they had and i realized at that moment like these kids are like they don't you know the band doesn't release a lot of stuff on the internet they don't have really a lot of merch up there either and just these kids were so just hungry for anything that had to do with this band and i was like that's just really interesting yeah yeah it's it, just, it really took me yeah no that's something i've been thinking about as well as like sort of what if what if musicians not saying you should do this at all but this is just something i've been contemplating is like refuse to release on like streaming platforms for instance so they could sell physical copies of their of their music um because obviously there are some bands that get that have negotiated their own deals when it comes to streaming the sort of bigger bands that can afford to do that um and the algorithms generally point towards them as well so whenever you've got a rotation on you kind of get them and then you know occasionally a new band will break through 
yeah but, like to sort of keep like obviously you build a fan base the sort of traditional way go out play shows get people to you know buy demos eps etc um but like just then refusing to release stuff on a streaming platform so that then when it comes to releasing a cd or because obviously you know you're funding it off your own back at this point um <clears throat> you know because no label is going to say yeah do that <laughs> yeah nobody in their right mind you know i god like i can't wait for my manager to hear this interview yeah. man he's no, no, i can just... hear the dollar signs just falling <laughs> off his, you know? no that's what i say you don't have to do this it was just something i was contemplating because i was like what if what if a band refused to do that what what would what would the music loving people do you know because I, I i i have a subscription to a streaming service you know um like i said earlier i work for a company that has one so i don't right i know. mean i guess you kind of have to uh support the company a little yeah, bit yeah there. you do you do but at the same time it's sort of like you know i get it it's good for like you know testing around it's great for the kids because that's how they consume their music but i was like i still buy vinyl you know you and me both you know and I, i've got new release vinyl not just like reissues not just the sort of like classics but new stuff that bands have released so it's not like I'm going out and buying another copy of Appetite, you know, with 180 gram, like etched vinyl or whatever, yeah. um, <laughs> for the fifth yeah. time. I'm not going to buy that. Um, but you know, I've gone out. I've got like, say, the new Deftones record, for instance, or um, uh, this band here called Raging Speedhorn, um, and uh, Phil Campbell's latest album as well. It's the guy who's the guitarist in Motorhead. Oh yeah, his, he's got his. Uh, Phil Campbell, the Bastard Sons album. The out. Bastard Sons, great, great band, man. And that's that's a full. If you love that rock and roll, oh yes, I, I do. I, I listen to him quite often. Yeah, uh, his new album's very good. Uh, it's called We're the Bastards, um, and yeah, it's really good. We had <laughs> it's great, man. You know, it's funny. I, we've I've done a couple. A uh, couple runs with Motorhead, you know, not with those guys, but, you know, like we did, uh, I was out with Lacuna when we did Gigantor. And yeah. I mean, I definitely got a couple Lemmy stories, but <laughs> on the whole, the whole tour, you know, the two, two or three times I've been, uh, you know, out on either festivals with Motorhead or on tour with those guys, I never had met Phil Campbell. Ah. And, uh, you know, I met Lemmy, I met, uh, Mickey D and, uh, you know, I never had, ever had a chance to meet, uh, to meet Phil. And we just did, uh, I was out with King on uh uh it was one of those crews that i think it was actually the wrestling cruise one actually i get oh, whatever the, one that, that phil campbell and the bastard sons was on yeah chris jericho's but, uh, rock and wrestle cruise yeah it was chris yeah. jericho that was it so yeah. i think phil was out on that one but it was pretty <laughs> <laughs> it's I, you know, I like to have a couple drinks before, show. <laughs> and especially, I mean, the boat is, the, uh, God bless Chris Jared. Normally when you do these cruise things and, uh, you know, next time I see Chris, you know, I'm going to have to either hug him or, you know, have him body slam me, you know, but, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, he made, and I, I appreciate normally when you do these cruise things as an artist or, uh, you know, a crew member, you know, you get basically a, an allotted budget for booze yeah so you know normally it'll give you like a 150 dollars booze credit and that's gone within the first day for me and then i calm down because i don't want to pay for it you know <laughs> chris made the mistake of just letting us have at it i mean it's cooler like we had our own little area and you know it was open bar the entire cruise oh, I, I, yeah it was really bad <laughs> <laughs> it was i mean it was great but it was really bad so <laughs> You know, I I do one of the King shows, and uh, 
you know, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, the King guys had come up to me and they're like, so, uh, <laughs> uh, Phil Campbell had something to say about here, uh, about the, uh, about the show. And he was like, you know, they, I was like, Oh no, you know, what is this? And they're like, oh, it sounded really, really good. This and that. So I decide like, okay, I'm going to stand side stage after hearing this. I'm all excited. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm waiting for him to come off the stage and he comes off and I'm like, Hey man, you know, I, I just wanted to introduce myself. I'm Jeff. I'm with them damn Kings. But, uh, you know, I was also doing King sound and he just looks at me. He's like, Oh, you're the noisy little bastard. Ain't you? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, uh, it was, it was just, it was just great. He was like, that is too fucking loud, man. Too loud. <laughs> Too loud, man. And I looked at it and I was like, you've got to be kidding me, man. Did you just say that to me? And he's like, I mean, oh, it's a motorhead. This is too loud, man. I was like, yes, dude. I love it. You know, and then we ended up hanging out and have a couple and, uh, he turned it. It was it was awesome, man. It was a really good time. But you know, to have somebody from Motorhead <laughs> tell yeah. me that it was too loud, yeah, man. That was a moment in life that really made me. It's one of those uh, things you, you can retire on. That that's good. I like. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if, if nothing else happens in life, that's it, right yeah, there. That know? is it. That is it. <laughs> cool, Matt. Well, I've got, I've got a couple of questions left for you, if that's all right, and I can let you get yeah, on with this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what I want to find out uh, is a bit more about yourself, in as much as um, if you could pinpoint three albums that kind of are pivotal for you as in the ones that kind of shape the the musician that you are or the man that you are today what would those sort of three albums be well the first one that really you know it was uh uh ozzy osbourne blizzard of oz that was the first uh the first record that i really ever heard that just you know, I went from being the short haired, go to school kids. I swear the second I heard that record, my hair grew down in my waist, you know, <laughs> and it was like that day. And in fact, that day that I heard that record, I was, I don't know, I was probably 12 years old. And, uh, you know, I pierced my ear in school. Oh, wow. Listen <laughs> to that. Yeah. Oh, man, I was, that was, that was my parents' first taste of, <laughs> you know, what this little jerk was going to become, you know. And I remember wearing a, I had to borrow my friend's hat to try to cover my ear when I went home and they weren't having it. They knew it right away, obviously. But uh, <laughs> that was definitely the record that I was like, yeah man rock and roll is this is everything i ever wanted to to do you know to, to 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 be i didn't know i wanted to really play yet yeah and then uh really it was ozzy's no more no more tears that you know that was really my first time hearing zach wild and i love randy rhodes you know he's still yeah. my favorite guitar player but i heard zach and i was just like this is it man you know i like i, I this is exactly what i want to be doing and uh you know that was that those two records were really the ones that kind of just shaped me into uh just you know really that's that's where the connection was made nice. and uh believe it or not what actually got me into playing guitar or i played trumpet in school and i always wanted to be a musician uh you know i wanted to play saxophone but we couldn't afford that my dad had a trumpet so i ended up playing his his trumpet and i you know i mean how it was I liked learning music. I liked learning how to read, but uh, trumpet doesn't exactly, you know, get you the uh, cheerleaders, you know. <laughs> and uh, but it, surprisingly enough, so this was back, I guess, yeah, I was like eleven or twelve years old, you know. And uh, 
this was all just kind of happening around the same time. And like, uh, you know, Macaulay Culkin was like, he was the, every, everybody, you know, it was the home alone era, you know, yeah. everybody loved, you know, it, it was, if you could have had a Macaulay t-shirt, it would have been that, but he was in, you know, at, the one thing that still kind of grounded me and my parents between Ozzy Osbourne was like, you know, they used to buy me the Mac Michael Jackson records when I was a kid. So I always listened to to Michael Jackson kind of growing up. And, you know, I mean, he's, guys, so that's the rock star right there. Let me tell you, you yeah. know, uh, anybody who bags on Michael, you know, you're bagging on on all that is, man, because that guy like. He took just everything a quintessential rock star could ever be. That guy was it, man. But uh, uh, so they he was premiering that black and white video. Um, and, uh, you know, so my folks, you know, that was a big thing back then, you know, like the premiere of a video. I mean, I yeah. was like nowadays it's just one day a band doesn't have a video the next day it's on youtube it's just like that but this was a big deal i think the whole world was watching this video premiere on whatever i think it was on like abc or nbc or whatever you know the big uh the big news station yeah. was or all of the stations really you know it's just a big deal but uh you know who comes out but at the beginning of the video it's macaulay Culkin, and you know he's got this big red guitar and, you know, he ends up hitting this chord just like in Back to the Future and blows his dad out the roof. And that was it. I looked right at my – I knew that second right then and there that I wanted to play guitar. Nice. I just I, – and that was it. And then, uh, I think that video came out like just a couple months before Christmas. And I just remember looking at my dad, you know, and it was like literally – I can remember that exact moment when the dad goes like – you know, through the roof of the yeah. house. And I looked at my dad, I was like, I want a guitar. And he looks at me and he's like, absolutely not. <laughs> and, uh, you know, sure enough that year, uh, my dad, I guess used to play guitar. My uncle still had this old little, you know, 1950s Vox, uh, stroller guitar. Yeah. And, uh, that's what I got for Christmas that year. And, uh, I still have that guitar, man. Oh, a lot wow. of the stuff that, uh, uh it, it doesn't play very well at all anymore man it needs that thing needs to go into a shop and get uh redone but the clean sound on that i've never heard anything like it so uh a lot of the clean stuff that's uh been recorded on uh you know anything that you hear that i've done is mainly with that guitar oh wow amazing. yeah so that's uh that's how it all happened for yeah me. no that's amazing love that i mean those are like three moments of you know i mean aussie uh, i'm from the land of aussie it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, i haven't heard um blizzard of oz for a while actually so i'm gonna go back and listen to that because uh yeah this is why i sort of ask these questions because i'm like ah, oh, yeah i haven't yes i'll have to go check that album out again because it's just one no, i've been listening to it in forever it's great exactly. man when exactly. you hear like you know some new uh some new old stuff happened and it's yeah. like oh man i forgot i gotta i gotta check that out again totally you know? totally um so finally um what are your uh hobbies away from music so when you're not doing them down kings or or you know when you're out on tour or whatever um what do you kind of do to kind of like i guess escape or you know unwind well i visit the pub quite often <laughs> okay yeah, that's it. <laughs> so it's a I solid mean, hobby. you know I, <laughs> I really like working uh you know I, I so i moved out of new york and i bought a i bought a house uh well jersey and uh you know i bought a house down here in uh, savannah georgia and uh you know this is it's probably like the first time i can really say like you know hey man this is like my house and i can do whatever i want so mm -hmm. you know maybe that hasn't really been a hobby but uh 
you know, during this pandemic, at least it's keeping me busy. And I actually uh, am rather enjoying working on uh, working on this house and kind of making it my own. And I love old hot rods, man. Uh, old motorcycles, old hot rods. Anytime I can get out there and turn a wrench, I got a 79 Trans Am sitting in the driveway that, uh, you know, I've been uh, piecing back together the last couple years. And uh, so I'd say those are definitely the things I like to do. But uh, mainly, man, I just like to get out there and meet people, man. I'm a total social like you know just want to be hanging out all the time yeah cool i don't know if you can call that a hobby or not but uh you know i guess maybe nowadays since like you know nobody does that anymore i, I guess it say. is a hobby, you know? <laughs> no but i'll tell you you know it's crazy like you know being on i've been on tour since i was about 16 years old you know and uh uh you know, we went for these were back in the days. Though. You used to have to call home on the pay phone. You know, now yeah. it's so we'd be all be on the bus and everybody was a unit. We'd all talk to each other. We'd all hang out. We'd all drink. You know, and nowadays it's like, you know, one of the last tours I was on. You know, everybody, twelve of us sitting in the front lounge. Everybody's staring at their phone. You know, yeah. It's like, hey, I'm right here, man. Let's do something. <laughs> Come on, let's destroy this bus or get hammered or something, man. <laughs> you know. Just don't destroy the phone. That's all. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you know, I've done that many times on tour. You know, I would swear I've gone through 20 different numbers in the last two years just for, <laughs> you know, I stumble off a bus and drop my phone on the road and not not know what I did. It come back, no, oh, that poor, poor guy has a phone smashed in the middle of the road. <laughs> Where the hell's my phone? Oh, man, not again. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant. Well, thank you. Um, it's been absolutely amazing to talk to you. Oh, man, thank um, you for having me, man. And uh, good luck with everything coming out, obviously, uh, next year, hopefully. Uh, yeah. With the album I'll and everything. Everybody up to date on that. And, uh, you know, like I said, if you uh, were everywhere up there, you know, please, especially with the new video now, go to uh, go over to uh, YouTube there and subscribe to the channel, man. And, yeah. uh, you know, Spotify, iTunes, you can listen to the song everywhere, you know, go and purchase it, man. It's only 99 cents up there right now, you know, crank it up in your car, you know. Help yeah. us get some more beer money. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. Damn right. Um, so, yeah, no, thank you again, man. I really appreciate your time. All right. oh, that's great, man. Thank you cool. so much. Uh, I really appreciate it. You know, as soon as we get over there, definitely, you know, if we're, we're playing shows, come yes. out, you know, you'll always be our guest, man. So, yeah. no, thank you. man. Definitely. Uh, you have a awesome. good rest of your day because I know you've got the rest of the day to, to go <laughs> being five hours behind. <sighs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still, what is it over here now? Oh, it's not even two o'clock yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, cool, man. Well, have a good one. And uh, yeah, good luck with everything man thank you again and uh you know i appreciate it thank cool. you no worries man my pleasure have a good one all right you too man take care of yourself bye-bye all right bye